So let's talking ab- let's talk about this scripture. And uh, by the way, you can uh, follow along with the notes. There's a QR on your thing. If you take a picture of that, it'll take you to the outline. So let's talk about breaking the box, breaking the box. You know, as we've been saying, there's actually quite a few people in scriptures that have experienced what kind of what, what we're going through. They've experienced uh, a quarantine. You know, we've already talked about Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days and Elijah uh, during the drought. And uh, we could talk about Joseph when he had to go to prison or when he was in the pit. Uh, how about Noah in the boat or Jonah in the whale? Uh Definitely quarantines and probably a lot worse than anything we've had to face. How about the 12 apostles after the resurrection or the 120 uh, 10-day quarantine in the upper room? But, you know, in every one of those cases, they came out better. They came out stronger. They came out full of the power of the Holy Ghost. And I believe we're going to come out of this in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. I, I, I want to go to an interesting scripture uh, with the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 1, verse 12 through, uh, 12 through 14. I forgot to get my scriptures out. <laughs> but basically, Paul was in prison, and he said, I, 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 know, I know some of you think that I'm in prison, and that's going to, uh, that, that's going to prevent the... Um, you know, the preaching of the gospel because I'm in jail. But he said, actually, it was just the opposite. Just the opposite happened. He said, instead of the gospel being hindered, it's me being in jail has actually accelerated the gospel. It, it, it has, he said, it had the exact opposite effect uh, of, of what, it, you know, it kind of reminded me of what it says, that the devil meant it for evil, but the Lord meant it for good. The devil meant it for evil, but the Lord meant it for good. Praise God. Let, let, let me read it to you because I think it's good. He said, but I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. This pandemic, this quarantine, this isolation is in Christ. We are still in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. I don't know about you, but I've become more bold to speak out the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. We've become more creative. We, we have, we've, we've, we've just asked the Lord, how can we reach more people through all this? And the Lord has helped us, and the Lord has blessed us to do this. And uh, like you saw in many of the T-shirts that they're wearing, we are coming back strong in the name of Jesus. We're not coming back weak. We are coming back strong in the Holy Ghost. Give Him a praise. Amen. I really love the story of the woman in the alabaster box. I mean, how many times have we preached from this? But I believe there's some new revelation here I want to share. And it's from Mark chapter 14. And it says, and, and being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask 
a very costly oil of spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some. I mean, you know, there's always one. There's always one. <laughs> I got an amen. Uh, who, uh, who were indignant, and, and they said, why this fragrant oil wasted? There are people in the world that think this time is wasted. There are people in the world that think worship is wasted. It's sad. For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. I tell you, when people are worshiping, leave them alone. Let's not judge one another. Let's worship the way we feel we need to worship. Amen. Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come before, uh, beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And here we are, 2,000 years later, preaching what this woman did. Who knows what small act of worship, what small act of service you may do may be spoken of years from now because of the impact. Praise God for that. So there's several things real, real quick here, and I'll, I promise I won't keep you long. But listen, for the first thing I want to notice about this is that Jesus sits with people who have come out of something. Jesus doesn't mind sitting with people who have come out of something. You know, sometimes we hold people's past against them. And we like, you know, there's always those people who like to gossip and they say, well, you know, they've done this or, you know, they were involved in that or, you know, what they did back in the day. And so we, we like to hold uh, the past again. But notice it said, and the scripture is very specific. It said he was in the house of Simon the leper. Now, obviously, he wasn't a leper still. You know, I, I'm assuming he was probably healed by Jesus of leprosy. And now he's in the house, but he still has the title. I don't know why the Bible does that so much. It always identifies people by their past, the blind man or the, the person that was raised from the dead or the woman with the issue of blood. Why is it they're always identified by their problem? Well, that, that's because, well, life, life's no different than it is today. We're, we get identified by our problem sometimes, but I'm thankful that Jesus doesn't mind sitting with people who have a past. He, he's okay with you worshiping him, though you have come out of something. Other people may hold back on you, but Jesus is willing to worship with you, sit down to eat with you. He ate with Simon, the former leper. And this woman, this woman as well. And you need to understand the culture and the, and the taboos in that culture. Whenever the Scripture talks about people having a meal, listen, church, that does not mean women and children. Sorry about that, ladies. But the women weren't there. If people are having a meal together, the men are sitting around the table 
and the women are serving. Some might say it hasn't changed. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that. I got, I got a beep. I got a beep on that. Some of the ladies are going, yeah, I'm still serving at the table. But you know what? This woman broke the taboos, and Jesus was okay with that. She wasn't allowed in the room unless she was just bringing some food. She wasn't allowed to pour oil over his head. She wasn't allowed to speak to him. This was a guy thing. But thank God Jesus says, let her alone. He'll break through every barrier, every taboo, every social thing that tells us what not to do. He doesn't care about all that. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, black or white. He doesn't care if you're up or down or in or out. He will sit with you at the table. Praise God. Second thing I want you to notice is that, that, that the box was made of stone. Alabaster. It's interesting where alabaster came from. Alabaster came from Egypt. <laughs> How many have come out of Egypt? Well, the stone, the stone, I, I, I like what Peter says in chapter 2. Come and be his lively stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you serve as holy priest, offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. So he says we are, we are lively stones, some more livelier than others. <laughs> but he says we're like stones, living stones, that are being assembled into a into a, a dwelling place. Remember when Jesus said when they tried to shut up the kids and he said, look, if they don't praise me, the rocks will praise me. The rocks will cry out. Well, you know what? You know what? I hear your horns because the rocks are crying out. We once were dead as a, dead as a stone, dead as a Dead as a bag of rocks. But Jesus has given us life, and these rocks are praising the Lord. Amen. Woo! <coughs> Praise God for that. Third thing I want you to notice is that what was inside, the, the oil that was inside, was sealed. And, and it was sealed, and once it was unsealed, it could not be sealed again. In other words, it was made of stone, the oil was poured in, and the whole thing was completely sealed. So when there was no way to open it other than to break it. Listen, there's no way to get close to Him without being broken. You cannot be who you were. You, you have to be broken to get close to Him. Ah, oh, praise God. That the stone had to be broken. And once it was broken, praise God, then it can be poured out. Listen, everyone under the sound of my voice, you have destiny. You have purpose. There's ministry in you. There's great things in you. But until you learn how to be broken, and by that I mean stop having your way and start living His way. 
And once you become broken, what is in you, and it's precious, saints, what's in you will come out of you, and it'll be poured out. My next point is that what's inside of you is precious. It's precious, and it's for a lifetime. Listen, this oil was worth 300 denarii. That's about what a laborer would make in a year. That's, let's say, $30,000. $30,000, maybe more. It was a year's salary, and she just dumped it out. She just poured $30,000 on his head. How many believe you can understand why somebody complained? <laughs> somebody said, what? We just can't have her wasting this. We, she could have done this. You know, and what was that money? That, that might have been her life savings. It was at least that. But you know what else some theologians think? Is that this was actually her wedding dowry. This was what would guarantee her a good husband. This, this $30,000 is a dowry that she would pay to the family of the one she was marrying. And, and wow, praise God for that. This was her future, any way you look at it. But she poured it all out on Jesus. Isn't it interesting, though, if it was her wedding dowry, <laughs> she may have given up marrying a man but I think she got Jesus instead. He's the bridegroom, praise God. And we are the bride. And what you pour out, what you pour out, what you give to him, let's just call it your wedding dowry. Next, I want to just say this. It was for his burial. It was for his burial. That's what Jesus said. She may not have realized it at the time, but it was for his burial. And one of the things we find out that oftentimes they would take these, these boxes that were sealed and they would break them when someone died. And then when they put them, if they were wealthy enough uh, to go in a cave, uh, when they buried them in the cave, they would take the broken pieces of this box and uh, of this stone and then the scent and the oil has been soaking in this alabaster for years, perhaps. And they would take the pieces of the box and they would put it in the tomb. And this would counterbalance, you know, the, the, uh, the odors from the, from the tomb. Wow. Listen, nothing's wasted with him. And he will take your broken box he will take your brokenness. He will take your, your failures. He will take the messes that you've made. He will take the situations. And you may, you may feel like you're in pieces right now. But those pieces, my God, if you'll give them to Jesus, they'll, they're giving off an odor. They're giving off a, a sweet incense that's rising up to heaven. Yes, even your, even your problems, even your hurts, even your cares, all this is rising up to heaven like a prayer, like an incense. Glory to God. He uses even your brokenness. Ah. Anybody in love with Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally, let me say this. Well, not finally, but almost finally. 
Let me say this. It's to be preached everywhere and forever. What this woman did, wow. I mean, Jesus did some pretty amazing things. Uh, Amazing things happened to a lot of people. But Jesus said what this woman did needs to be preached to Journey Life Center 2,000 years from now. (laughs) How many believe Jesus saw you in your car 2,000 years ago and said, Pastor Philippi needs to preach that to the parking praisers. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because really, church, this is the good news, that God will take your brokenness. God will take your past. God will take your fears. God will take your depression. He'll take your failures. He'll take your shortcomings. And He'll bury them with Him. Until he rises from the dead on the third day. And as he is risen, so we are risen in Christ Jesus. That's why this needs to be preached forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 2 from the message, it says this. And I got it, thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, listen, because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation. An aroma redolent with life. What a scripture. What a scripture. Remember what I said at the beginning? Remember what I said? He doesn't mind eating with you, even in your hurt, even with your past, because you're a sweet-smelling fragrance if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ. Finally and quickly, let me just say this. The moment Jesus died, his body broken, right? The box, when I talk about the box, I'm talking about us, our box broken. When Jesus' box was broken on the cross, the Bible says back there in the temple where they were sacrificing lambs, (laughs) the veil was rent. The veil was rent. Now listen, this veil was 30 feet long, 30 feet high, and 6 inches thick. I don't care what kind of scissors you got. You're not going to break that thing. Not going to happen. But not only that, this, this bee just loves me. But not only that, the Bible said that when it was ripped... It was ripped not from the bottom up, which would make more sense if a man broke it, but it was ripped from the top down. No one's going to climb 30 feet and try to rip it. And you can't rip it. Can you imagine the shock, the surprise, when the high priest walked in and saw that 30-foot veil ripped down the middle? But just 
He said, what is the meaning of that veil? Why is it ripped? It's ripped because now we have access to the Holy of Holies. His broken body opened a way for us to come into the Holy of Holies. We can be boldly, we can go boldly into His presence. Wow. So now, we must be willing to be broken so we can release the fragrance of Jesus. It's time to be broken. Why does He break us, Pastor? He breaks us. He sends things. He allows things in our lives. This is a time of brokenness, being, being shut up like this. But He breaks us so that... He breaks the box we're in so that the box that we're really in can be broken. I don't know if you follow what I'm saying, but he's saying whew, the brokenness you're experiencing, once you submit to that brokenness, what you're really broken about, your maybe a fear or a depression or your past or a failure, a hurt, something that's, you know, some kind of curse or a generational curse or something that's afflicting you. He said, I'm going to put you in a box so that you get hungry like this woman. And, and like this woman, you'll get passionate. And like this woman, you'll say, I'm pushing through these men. I'm pushing through this room. And I'm pushing through this stone box. And I'm going to pour myself out. And as you pour yourself out, glory to God, as you pour yourself out, all that junk's going to be poured out. And all that junk, instead of stinking, is going to be a sweet-smelling fragrance to God. Oh, church, church, come on, praise Him one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Quickly, this, get your communion. Get your communion out, and we're going to receive this. Because this is the broken body of our Lord. And this is, this is the, the, the life that comes after it. So Jesus said, Jesus said, I'll give you just a second. If you can get that out of your packet. If you want to participate. But he said, take, take this body. And, and let's just play softly. Let's just worship the Lord. He said, take this body which is broken for you. The box has been broken. And there's not a thing the devil can do about it. He said, take this broken body and receive it. And with this broken body, I'm going to make you whole. And then he said, take the juice because it represents the blood. And the Bible says the life is in the blood. So he didn't just put us together. He gave us life. So let's receive the life-giving blood of Jesus Christ.
Father, in Jesus' name, everyone listening to this prayer right now, I pray that their past would be healed and used for greater glory. I pray that all fears would be dissolved and a boldness replace it for your glory. For those that are sick in body, I pray for complete healing in their body for the glory of God. I pray in Jesus' name for those that are lonely and isolated that you would be and send your comforter, the Holy Spirit, that your presence would be that real that loneliness can be dispelled. For those that are depressed, give hope. For those that are confused, I pray that you'll give clarity, give answers in this hour. God, give, give us clarity as pastor and the elders that we'll know what to do and how to go forward. Father, bless every single car representing every single household. For those watching online, there is no distance in prayer. And I pray that you reach into those rooms right now and bring healing to brokenness in Jesus' name. Father, it hurts, but we're thankful you have broken the box and have brought wholeness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, praise Him. Hallelujah. Listen, if you're on Facebook and streaming with us right now and you need prayer, here's the number. Text PRAYER to 419-834-2585. And we will respond to that prayer. And we will pray for you. And not just pray, but, but believe that God will break you out of that box and bring wholeness to you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And though she spoke no 
the sin that had me bound. I spent my days, poured my life without measure into a little treasure box. Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears. 